Hello and welcome to the 37th episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Kyle Winan, and I'm here with podcast co-host, Jamie Quartz. Hello. Hello. And it's a lonely day. That's it. <laughs> Just Jamie and I today. A little bit crazy weekend, so we've actually recorded this on Tuesday morning. Yesterday was also my birthday. Just turned 22, so, you know, a little unavailable. What, what did we do yeah. yesterday? We went to mini putting and uh, to mini the batting, putting, cage, batting, batting cages. Where batting cages. <laughs> the fast, the medium pitch was way too fast for us. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, unfortunately, Lauren and David can't make it this time, so it'll just be our first two-person episode of Final Fantasy Union. Uh, I did get a shout-out from Lauren, though. She says, I'm stuck in a cubicle eating a microwave lunch and blabbing about video games sounds much more entertaining at the moment. Be there in spirit. So, for this show, we have three segments. We have a new segment that we introduced on Kingdom Hearts Union, and we're resurrecting for Final Fantasy Union, and that will be What You have Been Doing. So, news will be our first segment. Question segment will be our second segment. And then lastly, we have What You have Been Doing and our outro. And as always, Final Fantasy Union is part of the podcast series Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. And of course, it comes out on the iTunes Store and FinalFantasyUnion.com. Second show updates. I'll just hammer through these real quick so we can actually get to the show. We're relaunching FinalFantasyUnion.com this week. The new layout is amazing, and how it works is really cool. Uh, you can actually use your forum account, your GamingUnion.net forum account, uh, on the website to post comments on stories. And, better yet, your comment will also appear both in the forums, so you don't have to comment on a story and in the forums in two different conversations. It's one conversation. So your post appears in the forums and on the website as each story on the website has a thread in the Final Fantasy section of the forums linked to it. So if you like getting your post count up, commenting on the site will help that. Double your pleasure. Exactly. Double your fun. <laughs> and we have huge new staff lined up. I feel like a teacher with a new class as I'm still trying to remember what everybody's name is. You know, like Johnny. Oh, you're, you're Bob. Sorry. So for now, I'll just rattle off their uh, forum account names, which are Gunslinger Panda, KH Mixer X, Penguin X, All Fighter Twenty Seven, Little Chocobo, Skur, Gamer Rocks, Kuo, and Sean. S E A N Sean, not Sean or Coder. <laughs> also, kudo, kudos to Sean, Colin, and Daryl massively. Mostly Colin and uh, Sean, because <laughs> uh, Sean has done an insane amount of coding, and Colin's layout is just like to die for. And he's now worked on the, he's now basically finished the KingdomArtsUnion.com layout, so that'll be out soon as well. You ready for some Final Fantasy Union news? Some news, bringing it up, bringing it, it around. Up. I still have that bad habit of saying, are you ready for it? <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have a choice? <laughs> you ready? Oh, All right. I hope so. So, um... <laughs> This story kind of corresponds uh, with some of my own concerns because I uh, played Final Fantasy Thirteen on 360. I didn't finish the game because I just kind of got annoyed by how crappy the cutscenes look. And the story is about 50% of how much fun I have. And basically watching YouTube on my 19-inch monitor wasn't that fun. So I just <laughs> basically stopped because I knew I was going to be getting a new PS3 soon. And I'll get Final Fantasy Thirteen on that and just start fresh on that. So what I've done is I actually bought a PS3 since my other one was dead, and in playing it again from scratch on it, uh, I'm not worried that I was kind of, I think I was past the halfway point in the game 360, but I'm just skipping all the tutorials in the PS3 version, so the beginning is way better now. <laughs> but uh, Wada is looking into Final Fantasy Versus 13 on the Xbox 360. Yoichi Wada is the CEO and president of Scranix, of course. He suggested this at an earnings me- meeting recently. Uh, that the company will be looking into it. 
on 360, but Versus has, since it was announced, been toted as a PS3 exclusive. Jamie, you're shocked. Uh, it opened a pretty big can of worms. <laughs> yeah. That was a big thing, because everybody was already upset when Final Fantasy Thirteen was announced as a, a multi-platform. I mean, it helps numbers, but if you can't really port the game that well, you should probably leave it alone. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the Yoichi Wada joins Microsoft on sca- stage at E3 2010 and introducing this little video you should watch. Yeah, I'm <laughs> kind of worried, but who knows? Well... It kind of corresponds with our next story. I won't jump too far ahead, but I mean, Final Fantasy XIII has been pretty successful on 360 and PS3. So, I mean, in terms of Square Enix, you know, being profitable, I mean, it makes complete sense and it it seems like a good move, but having owned Final Fantasy XIII on 360 and trying to play it on that, I mean, I'm I'm sure a lot of people did, you know, finish it on 360, but I, I felt like playing on ps3 because i i like cutscenes, but uh... like if you can get by with it on 360 you can do that but yeah otherwise you might want to stick to the ps because I, I certainly would not buy versus 13 on 360 not a chance i would, I would be i feel stupid if i did just knowing that the cutscenes are going to look like garbage i mean if you only have a 360 and you can't buy a ps3 then by all means it's not stupid to buy it on 360 because it'd probably be a good game but if you got both consoles i think it's a no-brainer yeah and it's just the whole thing of the quality control. I think a lot of people are just worried that it's just going to end up in that same position. You know, you know, my theory is I think Yoichi Wada is just a crap disturber. <laughs> yeah. He just loves stirring it up. Yeah. So it, this actually came out on Twitter and it apparently got pretty heated as fans debated the idea of versus breaking exclusivity like Final Fantasy 13 did. But my theory is that it's all part of Yoichi Wada's plan to gauge interest from 360 owners. Yeah. Try and pull some people in about it. Yeah. It's just, kind of crazy yeah but it, it's an idea it's a good way to pitch it out there and see how people feel about it yeah it's kind of the other tricky thing is like how many of the final fantasy fandom are you know vocal and are the ones that are vocal represent the overall fan base yeah i think so just based on you know the experience i've had on forum communities around final fantasy yeah the general I, census seems to be pretty pretty fair to what i think it is yeah, although we may be biased in that situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah only the vocal fans join forums. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say, but I mean, it definitely ties in with uh, with how Final Fantasy thirteen has been doing. Yeah, actually, if you want to take this story. Yeah, I mean, it's been... The Final Fantasy thirteen series has just announced uh, this past uh, quarter... Well, the quarterly report is that they've passed 5.5 million in sales on Oh, 13. thank God! Oh, thank God. Which is crazy because <laughs> it also changes around the whole... I was impersonating Square Enix, by the way. <laughs> that, was, that was Square Enix's kind of yeah. run. Yeah. The, the, oh, maybe the 360 thing was a good idea. Yeah. Because it's, uh, yeah, 5.5 million, which is close to Final Fantasy XII's 5.69, which has been on... Well, and was it Daryl that did the report on that? The the constant declining sales? Yeah. And Final Fantasy titles, and it was kind of a curse. Everything since seven has just kind of been dipping, and nothing's ever recovered from that. Yeah, well, each one progressively has sold less than the previous title. Yeah, except for I think ten, uh, like the start of the generation titles have always sold a bit more, mm-hmm. but they've been declining, especially since you know seven. Yeah, so I don't know if this is if so, this is enough. To so turn was it uh, Final Fantasy twelve the bottom out, and then now it's back up. It's it's kind of coming back, yeah. Because I mean, by now they may have even hit that five point six nine million mark. Yeah. I mean, it's it's only been out for a while now, and 
I mean, there's still probably the Christmas Rush too, which probably at that rate won't sell too many copies, but, but enough to push it over. Yeah, I mean, people are gonna get bored in the summer when I'm a game. These games have a tail. I wouldn't say it's a massive tail, but it's at least a you know, two hundred thousand copies or something across the world. Yeah, and the big thing is like, is it is what they don't tell you is what 360 is the portion and what is PS3. Although I am pretty sure probably at least a good at least 40% I'd want to say is probably 360. I think it's something like that. I heard it was uh 2 to 1 or something like that. Yeah. So that would uh be 66 to 33 or something like that. Yeah. But this, you know, that area, but I guess they can kind of feel better that making it for 360 was a good idea cuz yeah. I mean there was a lot of talk before the game came out that the PS3 version is definitely the one to own if you don't want to look at YouTube videos, you know, for 20 hours. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure those people that have both consoles, I'm sure the vast majority got it, got it on PS3, but uh, the 360 sales numbers show how many people uh, didn't have that option or just didn't care and opted for their favorite console. Yeah. The 360. So uh, <laughs> 360. just to clarify that. <laughs> so, I mean... If they have, if they got another fifty percent of sales because they got another console in the picture, that was a brilliant move. Yeah, because could you imagine how scary it would be if it was strictly, if it was PS3? strictly PS3? Just be cut down the... to like a record low for the Yo, series. Jeez, it'd be scary. Like I mean, it might there might be a little bit of those numbers that would transition over. Yeah, to like three, this PS3 will probably version. hit at least six million guaranteed, and if you took away. 2 million of that it'd just be 4 million i mean that's still pretty g- crazy sales for any triple a game but for the final fantasy series which is one of the franchises in all of video game history yeah. kind of low it's pretty low yeah and i mean i i bet maybe 0.01 percent of this was probably those 360 bundles yeah because those didn't really move anywhere fly, didn't fly off the shelves they were kind of pointless yeah there's like more money for a system with two controllers for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like, get that either. I don't understand that. It's a 250 gig unit, which is nice, but it's just weird. It's not having... really a co-op game. Yeah. <laughs> like single player game with two controllers. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad for its its sales upswing cuz like I'm I love the game so far up to the point where I am in terms of time into the game. I'm enjoying it more than I did Final Fantasy 7 when I first played it. So, it's, it's good things. Big, it's yeah, I'm move. looking forward to our retrospective episode. Yeah. That'll probably be after E3 or something. Yeah, once we have uh, all had enough time to yeah. actually play through the yeah, thing. We've been, pretty bu- we've been pretty busy, but we'll get to that in what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll take this next story. Um, we talked about Final Fantasy IX coming to the Japanese JPN PSN last episode, which was actually a long time ago, April, April 13th, I think. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. We had our director interview between then as well. And I hope everybody in- enjoyed that, by the way. That was not easy to get an interview, and I, that was a ton <laughs> of fun. And I think I've listened to it myself about five times. So just getting that covered. It's a great interview, man. I can't wait till the next game just to yeah. re- request another interview with him. Just be like, let's do this again. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah. Okay. Even like nothing comes out. What have you done since then? Not much. Well, how are you doing? How are you... <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> what have you? What kind of furniture would you recommend I buy? Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy IX has been confirmed for Western PSN, so Europe, Canada and uh united states uh so yeah I, i'll probably hit that i've actually been playing final fantasy 7 on ps or on my psp recently because it's pretty awesome it's pretty sweet it's fun yeah, to go back yeah, to. I, they've really changed how you can adjust the screen of psn ps1 games on your psp so you can kind of like stretch it a little bit so it's kind of like a uh 16 by or you remember widescreen sd tvs 
it's kind of like playing it on that now because you can stretch yeah. it so the borders the black bars on either side of the game on your psp are only like maybe a little bit like, off. maybe a quarter of an inch or a half an inch yeah. so it actually fills most of the screen and so you don't have that like scaling is good yeah and it blows it up too so it's really good and doesn't cut anything off yeah so i'm enjoying it i hate zoom mode cuts everything off and it's like what's the point yeah you, you can circumvent that almost now so moving right along we've got our question segment all right our first question and these are all from the gamingunion.net forums this episode uh the first one is from riku and I put this one first because, uh, you know, we talked about Final Fantasy for the last couple of minutes. Uh, might as well break it up a bit here because we also have questions unrelated to Final Fantasy in our question segment. But Riku asks, hey, guys, I've got a big question. How did Gaming Union start? How did you become this awesome gaming review forum website? Where did it all begin? Well, thanks. I'm glad you think it's awesome. <laughs> uh, began what? Well, I guess it's, it was fostering its beginnings in like fxn ff-13.net and then mm-hmm. we started final fantasy 13.net and then i became good friends with daryl um when he was the guest on the third episode of fxn and then over time we eventually started cracking the idea hey why don't we um you know we we all run these fan sites and whatnot and we're all like segregated or whatever like we don't work together why don't some webmasters of these fan sites work together and make a better website or just take all the websites and make a network of them with a central website? And we're like, hey, that's a brilliant idea. Why don't we do that? He's like, why don't we do that? Let's do that. Okay. Let's do that. <laughs> then we opened Gaming Union's forums in, what, June 2008? I think yeah. we started rolling out the podcasts uh, a couple months later before the actual website opened because we wanted to prep up for that. I mean, the Gaming Union podcast, we had FXN going for a long time. And then we opened the site in April 2009 yeah. and went to E3, <laughs> met a bunch of publishers, and now we have good publisher relations and then kept expanding the network. Yeah, that was kind of a godsend for for coverage. E3. <laughs> yeah. That was a really our big break. I mean, when you call a publisher, if you're just a little website, and you call them and say, hey, I'm this website you've never heard of before from a city you probably also have never heard of before, and uh, we're wondering if you could be our friends. And send us free stuff. Can we be friends? Yeah, basically. Well, publisher relationship, but I see you didn't add me on Facebook. Are yeah. we not friends? But the but the great thing was when <laughs> Sony, what the heck? Uh, the great thing was when we got when we received our uh, passes, I guess confirmation of our passes to go mm-hmm. to E3, which was kind of crazy because it came at like three in the morning and I was still online like talking to Lauren just out of the blue, and I got my E3 pass and I basically almost had a heart attack. <laughs> I was like, what? We got approved. It's here. Oh my god! So it's then here. we call publishers and say, "Hey, uh, my name's Kyle Winan from GamingUnion.net, and we've just received our E3 passes. We were wondering if we could book an appointment with you for E3." And they're like, "Oh my god, of course!" Yeah, so it's like just perfect setup every single time, except kind of get overexerted. <laughs> yeah, but then at E3, we were really impressed by you know being polite Canadians, and <laughs> Daryl's also from the UK, and I guess Sean's Sean was American as well, and uh, we had the global coverage going on. Yeah, this year I will actually have Colin. As well, and he's from... Well, he's been in Singapore for the last two years. He's actually Canadian, but uh, this will be fun. (laughs) And then I guess from there, things just kind of blew up. (laughs) Yeah. Just got bigger and bigger. So, yeah, because we have this, like, unions network of, like, professionally run franchise-specific websites, we have a really good community going. So, I think that sums it up. Yeah. (laughs) Anything (laughs) you want to add? I think that that covers the... If I could take a picture of our whiteboard right now, it says, Hail Santa... 
It's got a few quotes from Jordan writing some songs on it and Jamie's doodles. So it's kind of the atmosphere we work in. Yeah. Yeah. And then posters. Yeah. We actually have a press release soon, too. We're actually going to be moving to an office. So anybody who's been following Gaming Union and FXN since like episode one in 2007, pretty crazy journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a wild one. Yeah. So actually, I just flipped the page past all the other questions. My bad. Jamie, do you want yeah. to take the next one? Yeah. Well, uh, Nadia's got the next question here and says, uh, besides Seven, which FF game would you love to be re- see be remade? I don't want more remakes that much, but if I had to choose, that's an easy one. It would be Final Fantasy VI. Six, yeah. Yeah, no, hands down. I want to see Gogo and the Yeti guy. God, I can't remember his name, but what is his name? I <laughs> can't remember. But I want to see them and Mog. And I think Six would be a really, really uh, epic And of course, the, remake. the story as well. I'm just joking. I mean, those are some of my favorite side things of the game. But the epic story and just what they could do with like the uh, world. Yeah, the sense of what happens in it and what you could do with everything in it. It yeah. would be pretty huge. Yeah, It would be the, really crazy. The, how this, the system of the game's like just game mechanics are just so great. I mean, they're... They're more simplified than today's standards of being overly complex, but I mean that's basically why I still love Final Fantasy VI. And there's they managed to and um, if you want to hear a really good episode about Final Fantasy VI, listen to Into the Score, and his Final Fantasy VI episode is fantastic. But they had like there's like 16 playable characters in that game, and they develop all of them. Instead of having like a solid character who doesn't develop that much to contrast with a character who is developing a lot, they all develop in, at once dynamically all together yeah. and it just makes for this crazy awesome story that is very unique, I think. Yeah. The only thing I could think of that would be cool to see and not so much a remake, but like a reimagination of the first one, like give the characters more background, give them a story Final a little Fantasy bit one? more. Yeah, like just as like something like a retrospective. I could like, see that, yeah. To redo it and just re like Today's a reimagination of it. One. Yeah. But like, you, you know it's been like remade seven times. I know. That's they, the haven't, thing, they haven't really done the reimagination yet. It's been basically just a copy ports. and upgrade yeah. graphics. Because Final yeah. Fantasy one on PSP was alright, but story really sucked. <laughs> yeah, like if they just redid it and like reworked it as a modern day Final Fantasy, but keeping the traditional kind of line of the game intact. Yeah. And just seeing that translate into a new version would be kind of cool. Yeah, kind of like the Casino Royale of Final Fantasy. Yeah. Make the story a lot better. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> but use the roots, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, the next one is from Bobo de Hobo. In every Final Fantasy, other than Crisis Core, there are multiple members in your party. That being said, what type of people would you like to see being in Noctis's party in Final Fantasy Versus 13? More emo-ish people? Some cheery people? Or would you rather him be completely alone? I, I, well, I just want to make fun of him right now, so I want him to be completely alone and sad about it. <laughs> just just hanging out, sulking the whole time. Yeah. yeah. What does this mean? <laughs> I want him to be Squall from Final Fantasy VIII, but even more depressed. Just whining and, and crying the whole time. Yeah, and with nobody to listen. I just killed a bunch of people. Nobody's <laughs> here to listen to me complain about it. What's the point of not killing them all? <laughs> I could see... Um, I don't know. I, um, I would like to see... You know what? It's just kind of out of the blue, but the, the, my favorite kind of character, well, not my favorite kind, but the ones I have a lot of fun with are the non-human characters like Kaseth, Red 13, or, you know, Mog. So if there's some, you know, character that wasn't too crazy, like, uh, you know, I don't want to see Bowser in there or something, but mm-hmm. um, some character like that, maybe some robotic thing. 
That'd or like Kamari cool. in 10, like kind of a little bit. You know what I mean? I haven't really played 10, so. <laughs> I've seen him though, so yeah, I guess so, yeah. Kind of a, he's like a badass character. He's but like a humanoid really lion, like... isn't he? And he's blue. Yeah. yeah. Blue lion dude. <laughs> blue lion dude. I, I would like to see some sort of robot. Like I think if Chrono Trigger, they, they don't make just ridiculously one-dimensional characters either. Like I'm, and I'm not asking for C-3PO, but uh, I think that'd be cool. Other Otherwise, I guess characters sort of in his headspace. Yeah, I just wouldn't want to see anything over the top. Like something that's just ridiculously as caricatured. I st- as I'm talking like, about lions and robots. <laughs> yeah. Like as long as they're done like as a fantasy character who are yeah. like serious or not like ridiculously cheesy, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. And it'd be nice to see a tight group, like maybe like three or four other people instead of like 30,000 people who are like in and out of the group. Just have a select group of people, like four people, I've kind of done that the last couple much. couple games, you know, twelve and thirteen, and you're like like six people or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I want I want like narrow, like three or four guys. That's like it. Really? That's it. Well, Just I think we might have seen those guys already because you see that lineup: the guy, like glasses guy in the car, yeah, that's true. Shotgun guy with the vest, and he looks like he shops at some uh, really. <laughs> what was the, that word for? You can't tell if they're a guy or girl. Androgynous. Yeah, yeah. He shops at some really androgynous stores, and then there's the muscly guy with the cornrows i think yeah it'd be cool to see that like just a select group of guys yeah they do that does look like a good group too because i mean yeah the guy who's gonna beat the crap they got the the key ones i guess except the noctis doesn't fit the stereotype i guess maybe modern day stereotype of the emo one yeah but he's the leader so it sounds kind of weird so there's your answer bobo to hobo you want to take the next one jamie yeah, we got the 99 potions, but a phoenix down eight one. I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah, their actual name is 99 potions. We're just joking. <laughs> so uh, yeah, 99 potions asks, uh, do you guys share the same passion for FF music? What are some of your favorite tracks? I really used to. I think today I I still do because you know I got a library with at least 250 Final Fantasy remixes. Not just I don't actually have. I don't think I have any OSTs anymore because I'm just sick of the regular tunes i've heard so i only have the great remix of this of them all from ocremix.org or newgrounds.com but um back in the day like i don't know five six years ago i used to be on hunts for final fantasy remixes like all the time <laughs> i'd scour new grounds and oc remix just to like listen to everything and when a new oc like when um final fantasy 7 voices of the live stream came out from oc remix that album of like 55 remixes i was like in heaven that was a good time i actually have a signed copy yeah, yeah. Throw that out there. brag a bit yeah <laughs> like for me i don't have much game music wise i the final fantasy music i haven't really had a lot of right i have experience with a couple other things and i like a lot of like remix stuff and that yeah you play it's a hard lot to of listen uh, to the straight just regular version. Uh, what's that? Rearmed. Um, Bionic Commando Rearmed. Yeah, I was we... going to say that's one of the big ones that I really like. Stuff like that is really cool. Yeah. Or um, even like Sonic music. There's a lot of Sonic music Sonic, out there. Sonic, indeed. Or um, even like there's the Remix Still Artist Collective. have to grab that uh, Sonic piano piece from you. Yeah. Well, and there's also like the Remix Artist Collective, which has a really cool... There's a, a Sega versus Nintendo EP right. that I think is a free album online that's really awesome. And that's something that's just like remixes of original songs that kind of just give you a, a cooler feeling of it it still keeps that traditional essence but gives you a new feel because i find a lot of it's almost too ambient especially when it comes to final fantasy music it's something that you remember the game when you listen to it and things like that but as a song in itself it's kind of hard to listen to like a nine minute piece that's just kind of a meant to be playing in the background of a game yeah i, I actually uh when i was 
when we used to hack our PSPs. I had this game, Kingdom of Paradise or something. It was a pretty good game. It wasn't that great, but uh, since you could run your PSP in 333 megahertz or whatever, uh, so you had the extra you know third of CPU usage, I'd run my custom soundtrack at the yeah. same time, and all of it was like Final Fantasy music, so it made the game like 10 times better. <laughs> so now I have very, very fond memories of this kind of mediocre PSP RPG. So yeah. I hope that answers your question, 99 Potions. In terms of my favorite track, ooh, that is a hard one. It's probably something from Crisis Core. I'm thinking Wandering on a Sunny Afternoon, but there's a lot of competing tracks in that I really love. Yeah? Crisis Core's got a mix. good mix. Yeah. I'm really enjoying Final Fantasy XIII so far. I haven't downloaded the OST yet, but I definitely will, and it'll probably be a song from that next. Fan I'm, of Leona Lewis. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm kind of the kind of person who I really have a hard time picking favorites of things so it's usually my favorite thing is a more recent thing i enjoyed so crisis core is the last final fantasy i enjoyed thoroughly and then now it's final fantasy 13 but i just don't know any of the songs <laughs> it's too it's, new it's too new i haven't <laughs> haven't stolen the soundtrack yet all right to remind everybody you can ask whatever you want final fantasy gaming podcast site forms whatever you can ask questions on the GamingUnion.net forums. Just sign up on the forums or on FinalFantasyUnion.com as of about you know a couple days from now. And go to the FF Union questions thread in the podcast section. You know, I should probably just put a link on the homepage saying, ask questions here, <laughs> and it'll link you right there. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. You can also ask questions on FF-XIII.net. So now on to our new segment. Jamie, what you been doing? What have I been doing? Yeah. What have you been doing? <laughs> Similar things to you. What you've been doing? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Lately, I've been just playing quite a few games. Games like games like Red Dead Redemption. Ooh, how is Red Dead Redemption? Fantastic. Deadly. It's deadly. Redemptious. Redeeming? It's red. It's red delicious. Is it red? Red Dead delicious. Awesome. It's fantastic. I recommend it to anybody. And why is it so fantastic? It's the best thing ever. It's like Grand Theft Auto, but. You tried to tell Wild how great West. it is with the least description. Yeah. Well, it's so immersive. It's And I hate saying that. <laughs> it's really intuitive. <laughs> it's very immersive and intuitive and uses great uses, aspects of uses the gameplay. consoles to, to its great advantage. Yeah, it uses it to its full extent. I mean, the, the 3D modeling, it just looks really on par with the rest of the system's AAA games. Yeah, it's a very AAA title and shows off much of its aesthetic in a very immersive manner. It's, re- it's really where you want Rockstar to be. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely like a complete overhaul of the Grand Theft Auto 4 engine. That's good. And yeah, I watched you play. Done it, in so. a whole cool new way. And there's the story is amazing. Way better than the story in Grand Theft Auto 4. Yeah. Well, so. 4 is pretty cool, but the thing is with Grand Theft Auto 4 is eventually you start to just hate the character. Like yeah. Nico just starts to become this total douche that you hate. Yeah, he's kind of like the bad guy. They're all yeah, bad guys. And <laughs> and it jumps around too much like with many Grand Theft Auto games, that's always been a big problem for story, is that they break out into like six or seven missions you could do at once, and you're not really sure which ones you need to do as side missions to continue the main plot, and yeah. there's just too many like off quests. Yeah, I definitely agree. Where this one is like, there's these kind of stranger quests that you can do that are stranger off to the side. Quests? Yeah, they're called yeah. These ones where you like find Hooker on the street and GTA and be like, hey, can you go get my car back? Kind of, yeah. This is the sort of thing where it's like, okay, somebody's like family member went missing somewhere and you can find them but it's totally open like 
you can activate it and do it whenever you want. You don't right. just have to go run over and do but it. But you always know where your key ones are next. Yeah, you always have, and there's never more. I don't think I've ever had a a, a point where there's been more than two missions at once going on. So you're always working through the same plot, yet it's maintaining that same sort of length. Like, right. I probably am at the like twelve hour point in single player, and it's to the point where I'm pretty sure I'm near the end. But it really expands and opens up more and more and more, and it keeps going on. And as you go, it just it opens up into this full thing of just badassery. It's That's amazing. Sweet. So what else have you been up to? Um, oh, you recommended by PS3 360. Um. Yeah. Rec- I, I mean, either or is probably fine. Like whichever system you prefer. I've heard the PS3 one's a little more glitchy, but kind of in a funny way. Yeah. So riding it's not really that bad. People who have like the uh, uh, char- the models of characters and animals sometimes switch, so you'll see yeah. people flying in the sky like crows instead yeah. of crows. Or you'll have a dog helping you out with a gun. <laughs> and it's just like, why is this dog very fluent in English with a Mexican accent? <laughs> yeah. But it's it's or pretty. Why fantastic. am I riding this woman instead of my donkey? Yeah, and why does she have a horse's mouth for a face? <laughs> but it's it's pretty cool. It's I was it, laughing so hard when I saw that. It's amazing, and I think there's a lot of things, and I think you'll start to see the social club interaction from online is really cool because you right. can do the the cooperative play and the free roam up to like eighteen players or sixteen players. But. Uh, they're doing stuff where you can go online, do certain things, and it'll unlock stuff through your social club account. Right. So there's a lot of cool stuff like that. And I think you'll start to see that unlock more and more in the next couple months. But definitely an awesome game. And it's amazing multiplayer and single player. So All right. worth picking up. All right. Uh, I've been playing a lot of the Mod Nation Racers demo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to go buy the game tonight or tomorrow. But uh, It did come out today, too, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah today's Tuesday. So I'm, I really want to play that, but I want to have people to play online with. So if you've got that or are getting that, let me know. My PSN is Pelican Sniper. All one word. All one word. Yeah. I, I, I just love building the tracks. and Because I was telling you this yesterday, but in Little Big Planet, you could kind of reimagine levels and mm-hmm. themes from other games, but it didn't really work because, I mean, the mechanics of Little Big Planet and the perspective aren't close at all to most of the games they're parodying or paying homage to or whatever. Mm-hmm. In Mod Nation Racers, what's going to happen is all these custom tracks, there's going to be so many that are like parodies of Mario Kart tracks yeah, or, you're gonna see so many or real life like tracks you'd see in Gran Turismo. Yeah. So I can't wait for that because I, you know, I want to see Rainbow Road. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. And the cool thing too is that it has the auto-populate feature. Yeah. So even if you want to make so a track easy. and make it look good without having to go into every little detail. You just drop the track, drive it around, and then just auto-populate and everything's set. And then you can delete stuff you don't want, like if there's certain traps, traps that you would yeah, rather not have. It's easier to set it all and then delete a few things you don't like. Yeah. And then who wants to place a house like 500 times? Yeah. But so it works well. What I've been doing is just like building a map. And like it's just fun being like uh, Mr. Landscaper of this giant area. You can make mountains and whatnot. Yeah. So I've just been making this like... Nice mountain where you have a few houses on the cliff top or like Monument Valley from um, Motorstorm. That's the other thing. Yeah. I'd, I'm going to rip off so many Motorstorm levels. Yeah. It'll be awesome. But um, I just make this nice scene, like landscape with mountains and rivers and stuff. And then I'll just drive a track through it yeah. and it'll be awesome. Then it auto populate and it sticks to the dirt roads where the dirt roads should be and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And the paved roads where sh- the paved roads should be and the bridges where they should be. And it's just awesome. 
Yeah, it's really I love sweet. It. I might pick that up too. Yeah, I just want to like in the demo you can only test drive your track and you don't have you can't really like, fire weapons or anything. You only have and you have infinite boost when you're test driving, so it's kind of hard to tell what this will actually be like. And to actually like detail a track, like set curves properly for turns, like that's one thing it you do need to tweak a lot is the curves on turns mm-hmm. if you banking. want them so they're not banked so you kind of slide off the turn which is really annoying yeah. in a race if you want to bank it so you kind of like you know you take the corner yeah. uh then you have to do that in custom but you know that's that's an easy fix yeah but it's the tools are so easy too it's not like little big planner where it's just like what the heck but i'm a big racing fan and karting fan so yeah i'm getting that I think I just sold myself on the game. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, recently, uh, we're going to do it in a press release, but uh, so everybody knows uh, Gaming Union is actually has investors now, which we're is business. pretty crazy. Yeah, so kind of reflecting back on that, we started in 2007 as a Just for Fun Final Fantasy podcast. Now we're getting our own office and we're becoming a video game news publication. Yeah, maybe I will do this as a real job. <laughs> yeah, hopefully in a couple months. That'd be, that's, that's the goal, but... Uh, we're going to be moving to an office in downtown London, Ontario, Canada. Someday we'll be setting up an office in London, England as well, because that's where Daryl is. And uh, things are rolling smoothly, man. I'm excited. And we got E3 next month, so I've been booking all our appointments for that and whatnot. And uh, it's going to be awesome. We have, like, an army going. We have eight people going to E3 this year. Yeah, we're going to have crazy coverage. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome and crazy. <laughs> and we got a good hotel this year. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. I heard the last year wasn't too bad, but this year it's a bit further away. So but having internet that works. Might yeah, be I think I'm happening. gonna. I'm hoping to get an iPad for it too, because it'd be a lot lighter than a laptop. Because yeah. the network I was, the netbook I was going to bring, I can no longer bring. So uh, I need something. <laughs> Otherwise, that is it for what you've been doing. I think unless yeah. you got something to add. What you gonna uh, follow up segment? What you gonna be doing? <laughs> I guess E3 is a, <laughs> yeah, me is too. A big thing. E3 and you know more office hunting. We've done a lot of office hunting, yeah. but we gotta continue. So much. Yeah. So next Monday's episode will be Mini Gup. The next Final Fantasy Union is scheduled for June 15th, but that's the first day of E3. So we'll let you know what our schedule will be for podcasts as soon as we've devised it. I'm, I think we'll have some sort of E3 predictions episode come out before then because we have uh, like some sort of predictions. It's speculating, yeah. and, it, and we record that on like the Sunday before E3, and it comes out on Tuesday when all the announcements have come out on uh, Monday and Tuesday from Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and Square Enix. Then yeah. uh, I feel kind of dumb. So <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. Maybe we'll come out early. Yeah, that, that could that could work. Come on the Friday beforehand. So you can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes Store. Just search Final Fantasy, and we're number one. And of course, you can catch every episode at FinalFantasyUnion.com along with all our Final Fantasy news coverage. So thanks to everybody that also helps us run FinalFantasyUnion.com. And Jamie, would you like to say your farewells? Farewells. Perfect. My farewells. My farewells. (laughs) (laughs) Could you repeat after me? I, Jamie, sign all my assets over to Kyle. (laughs) Almost. Oh, oh. next time. Too sober. All right, I'm Kyle saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and finalfantasyunion.com. Check it out. Production.